Welcome, you're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Today is Friday, January 8, 2021, and it's the day to celebrate spreading the germ of joy. Now, embrace your host, Zoe Wood, the Video Confidence Coach. G'day, Groot. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm so sorry. The the topic is five things um, I was wrong about, so I thought I'd you know start out crying. <laughs> uh, welcome. All right, good day, crew. It's uh, Zoe Wood, your video confidence coach. Everything to do with personal branding, but bing bing. Okay. <laughs> So I wanted to welcome you to today's podcast. So excusing that lovely intro that I just did, um, I wanted to um, have a nice little podcast to talk about five things that I was wrong about. Now, I'm sure some of you may comment that there are plenty of things that I've been wrong about. And here are just five things that I can remember that I was wrong about in regards to video, in regards to, you know, being a video confidence coach, um, you know, talking about business, talking about social media, talking about content, talking about blah, 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 blah. These are obviously... Well, one of them is business related and the other ones are not so much. Um, but the reason I wanted to talk to you guys today about this is to admit that I was wrong about these particular topics um, and, you know, as things progressed over time, but also that it's okay to be wrong. I'm perfectly fine with admitting that um, I was wrong about these, you know, things because, you know, your thoughts evolve, your opinions evolve, your thoughts change over time. So I want to show you what I was wrong about. Um, and if there was anything that you want to say that you were wrong about, put that in the comments below. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. So the first thing that I was definitely wrong about pre, I think, 2016, 17 is, or even like 2018, is I was so wrong about vertical video so vertical video is uh essentially instead of having a landscape which is 19 by 20 80 pixels that usually you watch most um youtube videos in and um you know movies in and tv in and all that stuff um just essentially put that on its side you know put it in portrait mode or vertical video as it's also called as it's also called um and i was so wrong about how popular that um uh framing um, of video would be in the future because I didn't see TikTok coming. I didn't see like all those, um, you know, utilization of stories and other things that would happen um, in social media. And I was so wrong <laughs> um, about how that would impact the landscape when it came to um, telling a story and being able to communicate via video. Um, so I want to say that I was definitely wrong about that. And in your um, planning and in your um, putting together of your plans for strategies for um, social media for 2021 and beyond. Make sure that you utilize a vertical video or utilizing the stories features in the apps or um, whatever you want to be able to use just by using your phone, holding it as you normally would the vertical way. Just make sure that you give that a shot because all of these platforms are investing heavily into their their stories and into their vertical video platforms um, to be able to support that content. And that is what they are focusing on. Therefore, they're going to give a boost to any of that type of content going forward. And that's probably what I'm going to be doing over this year and giving that a shot. So I just want to say that I was definitely wrong about vertical video. 
Do Video Podcast. Second thing I was definitely wrong about was in my um, uh, quick scripts, in my, uh, you know, scripts that I gave to people and also my, for my clients, I had a tendency of focusing too much on call to A's. Um, so uh, call to actions or CTAs um, are <laughs> essentially what you when you ask your um, viewers or your listeners to do something. So say, for example, you would ask people to um, subscribe to your podcast wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, you would ask people to, um, you know, follow this link, uh, to a, you know, booklet or what have you, you would ask people to do this. You would ask people to do that. You would ask people to do that, ask people to do that. Cause the, the thinking was, and the terminology was that if people don't want the first thing that you're selling or your main thing that you're selling, they're going to be interested in the other things that you are, um, selling and, you know, giving as options. Um, and realizing, and even looking back at my older content, um, and realizing that that's not the case that people don't want to be bombarded with five plus call to actions in a video, uh, no matter how long the video is. Now this could be like, you know, a 30 second pitch, or it could be like, you know, um, in our hour plus podcast. And I was realizing that when you are doing, um, a piece of content, especially when building your own brand, you are usually like me, kind of what I'm doing now, um, talking head on a screen with a little bit of things changed. Like this is a podcast. So I've had my little thing here. Um, if you are watching the video on the do video podcast channel on the website, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, I found that people were just getting way too overwhelmed with the amount of call to actions. And if I needed to have more than one message, so more than one um, thing that I needed you to do, then I need to just put that as the main goal, the main intention of the video and just create more content. Um, you know, just have, you know, more content that, that goes along if I need to have different call to actions. But that's one thing that I know that I was uh, definitely wrong um, in um, and going forward, that's one thing that I'm definitely changing when it comes to creating content with clients, when working with people. Um, and now that I know better, I know how to change. The other thing, so the third thing that I was definitely wrong about was um, in my also relating back to my quick scripts and things that I taught people how to use. Um, and also the things that I use myself was also saying goodbye, like having a definitive end to your video. Now, again, it's not saying that that was particularly wrong because I do that on most of my videos uh, or if not all of my podcasts and everything in between. But the reason that I say that is because the bin, um, the rise of binge culture. Now I don't mean binge drinking or binge, um, you know, other forms of negative binge culture. I mean, watching a Netflix series, people would, you know, binge a television series, um, or web series or what have you all in one go. That's not what used to happen in the olden days. Um, I know that sounds a bit rich coming from me, but, <laughs> um, oh, you had to wait every week for the next episode to come out and that would last over an entire year. Now you have um, the internet to be able to watch things back to back and watch an entire, con um, you know, entire, you know, story played out in, you know, half an hour to an hour episodes um, over a day, if you're really good or over a weekend, if you know, taking it bit by bit. And that's something that has now um, streamed over to video content, to social media content, um, you know, on stories, they and inherent and ask you to like, you know, click over to the next story to move over. And if something doesn't catch your eye, you stop clicking and then you keep going. So it's constantly binging content from the platform's point of view. Obviously they want to keep more people on their platforms, 
of course they do. Um, and from our point of view, you want people to consume more of your content to get an idea to, you know, grow, grow like and trust you to um, all those good things. And what I would usually teach is people that at the end of your video, so in the last 20 seconds, I would recommend people to say, all right, goodbye. See you next time. Like that would be the end of the video. You're making it clear to your audience that that is the end of the video. And that is all I would teach that like that definitive full stop would be what would be the end of it. And looking back, that was the wrong thing to say. Even, you know, two or three years ago, looking back now, I realized, no, I was wrong to think that way. Realizing that even then, the say for example, the YouTube algorithm was already pushing more videos and more content to the prospective um, viewer to view either more of your content or your competitor's content or your collaborator's content um, all in the same mix to keep them on the platform longer. So what I do now and what I have now taught my um, clients um, to do is make sure that you give a really clear what next at the end of your videos. So you can say goodbye and I probably still do. I give my, um, you know, rudimentary branded um, blow away kiss um, at the end of um, all my podcasts and all my videos. But what I recommend that people do is being able to give people either a piece of content, um, a, a website link in the description or a clear call to action. That's not your main call to action of what people can do next after they've watched your content. Now, the best way to do this is probably put this in a playlist so then people can just click one button and watch all your videos all the way through. I highly recommend doing that. But say, for example, as I've mentioned before, when you're putting content out there, you're not just putting it in one place and then hoping it takes off. You're putting it in multiple places. You're putting it in multiple ways, multiple fashions. You're chopping and changing it. You're doing everything that you can. So being able to give people a clear next step that, hey, if you like this video, check out our video almost on the same topic that we did last year. You know, that has gotten um, people way further than just saying goodbye, that's the end. Because they want to keep people on their platform. And if you're able to control that narrative a bit more to be able to give a clear direction of, hey, if you're going to stay on the platform and if you like me and you like my content, why not go straight to this video that's in relatively the same topic or it's something that I referenced during the video or what have you. That's something that I know now was like, ooh, I probably should have been doing that. But now that I know, I will change my ways. And if you're a client of mine, you're going to reap those benefits. Sponsored spot. Sponsor spot. Your sponsor spot today is me. So if you have been enjoying all these little nuggets that we've been giving you during the Do Video podcast, make sure you subscribe to us on your podcaster catcher of choice, either on your mobile, your desktop, or however you're listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to us there. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Fourth thing I was wrong about. All right. I was wrong and I'm definitely wrong about video podcasts. Now, this is coming from someone who is literally doing a video podcast right now. Obviously, there will be a not say obviously, Zoe. Got to catch on that. I will be um, posting this as a audio podcast as well as a video podcast on our dovideopodcast.com. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but I failed to see the rise and popularity of video podcasts. Um, now, I knew that um, that having a video that's an over an hour long, if it's the right topic and touches the right beats, people are going to watch the whole thing. 
and I never quite understood the interest of watching people in a, you know, sitting face to face in an interview style setting, um, talking on a podcast that's over an hour and a half long, where people listen to podcasts, people, you know, do other things as they listen to podcasts, and a majority of people still do. They, you know, put their, you know, headphones in or put it on. Um, you know, the smart speaker or what have you, and they listen to it as they do chores, as they do other manual tasks or anything that they just want to be able to listen to something else as they do another task or driving, for example. But turns out there is a very large growing and ex exponentially growing community of people that actually enjoy watching the people who are doing the podcast talking. Um, because yes, you get more information um, from their body language, from um, their hand gestures, which if you ever watch me, you definitely know that's the case. But that's the thing that I fail to see. And I fail to see that interest. Um, and a, a large majority of growing channels throughout, say, 2018 to 2020 have been video podcast channels. Spotify even, who have been you know, doing their absolute best to claw up the ladder of podcasts. Um, and that content revolving around that have been exponentially focusing on having video podcast options. So in not all podcasts, but some podcasts, um, when you click on the Spotify app, it'll give you the option. Do you want to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast? And I realize, wow, that's something that I didn't realize that people actually wanted and people will continue to want as that um, community is growing. So again, the majority of people will still listen to a podcast and watch it, but there is a lot of people who still watch a podcast or there's um, even predominantly a whole bunch of podcasts that I follow that are only video podcast based, that I am only able to listen to them as they're on say YouTube or their um, website platform. So that's something that I failed to see and failed to know ahead of time. But I'm glad that that's a rise and a trend that's coming. And the fifth thing that I was wrong about. Now, this one's a bit of a personal one. I said I I'm, now if you remember at the start of the episode, I didn't say they're all going to be like business related. This one is an, a bit more of a personal one. <laughs> the thing that I was wrong about was pushing through pain and expecting a reward. Now, I'll clarify this by telling you a story. Um, Throughout um, the latter half of primary school um, and through high school, and in America this would be through, say, middle school and high school, um, I had a very large tendency of whenever I received work or, um, you know, stuff that I needed to get done, I would, um, you know, spend my time at school um, because I lived a little further away then the school, I would get to school about an hour and a half to two hours before the school day even started. And at the end of the day, I would have about an hour and a half to two hours at the end of the day before a bus, you know, picked me up and took me home. So I had this time at school. So I had a longer um, day at school than, you know, most students. And I would use that time to complete my projects, complete my schoolwork, um, as well as homework. I would complete the work that would be needed to do in school. And my thought pattern and my process was as long as I get this done now sometimes it wouldn't be the best it definitely especially when say when it came to say math and English dyslexic um I wouldn't get that done perfectly well but I would get it done I would get it to the you know minimum standard level of perfect and be able to hand it in you know 
uh, two weeks to a month to even two months ahead of schedule and just be like, bam, there you go. And then I would go and focus on my business. I would then go, bam, thank you. There you go. And I'd go and, you know, have some relaxing time. I would, you know, hand it over, get it done as soon as I possibly could. So then I could just do other stuff. And my teachers, as you can probably imagine, found this so annoying because I wouldn't be at the same, you know, level as other people in the class. But my mentality was if I get this done, I can then do what I want. It's like eating your vegetables first. If I could just eat everything and um, then do it and then just move on, it'd be fine. <sighs> and I and I kept having that mentality even after school, even through TAFE, even through um, as I was running my business. If I just push through the bad stuff, if I push through the project, if I push through the pain, um, I will get my reward of freedom, food, um, and I think there's another F in there somewhere. Um, I can't exactly remember what that was. <laughs> no, it's not the F that you're thinking of. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's something that I'm still working on now, that mentality of if I push through the pain, there will be a reward. Even if I don't even know what that reward is, I will push through that pain um, and just get through it, eat all my vegetables, and then I'll be able to, you know, do what I want. And for those of you who have been building a personal brand for a while, or for any of you who have, you know, been in a business, worked in a company, or what have you, as soon as you push through that pain, they're either A, gonna give you more of it because you've finished what you've done and then it'll just hand you more work. <laughs> or there will be no reward at the end of it. There will be no, nothing, like, there'll be, there'll be no reward at the end of it. And especially for the past couple of years when dealing with um, my treatments and my illness, um, it's been very apparent that I can't just keep pushing through my pain to get to a, a reward that doesn't exist. And I keep doing that. And I have kept doing that over and over again. So that was something that I was definitely wrong about was being able to just push through the pain of whatever's in front of you to get to a reward at the end of it when there is no reward. I just push through the pain to get through it and then I would crumple. I would um, work my absolute butt off for, you know, uh, five days to a week or whatever, however much I could. And then I would absolutely crash and burn for two to three days. And then I just pick up and do it all again. And this started very young when I was in primary school, just because there was this thought or this pattern of as soon as I'm, you know, out of school, I'm free to do what I want. And I can do what I want. There was always this mentality. And that was something that I still struggle through this day. This idea that, okay, I need to just get through whatever is crap at the moment. I need to just get through this, you know, period of depression. And then it will magically be okay. And everything will be fine after that. No, <laughs> I need to work on myself. I need to spend that time um, figuring out, okay, why is this a pain? And spending that time actually focusing on making that bearable for me and work through it um, to the best of my abilities, to the best of that I can, to then be able to come out with these beautiful little chocolate pudding at the end with cream and a you know maraschino cherry on top. So if you ever feel like you do that, and especially people who are in that entrepreneurial restlessness, now if you've seen that episode, you do let me know, that if you just have that tirelessness of you just want to keep pushing and going and going and being better and being able to serve more people, to be able to help more people, to be able to build up your brand so then you can achieve more. Take a break. 
learn to breathe, learn to take more time to achieve what you need to. There is no pushing through pain and there will be a reward at the end. My body is definitely <laughs> acune to that. There is no magic reward at the end. Your reward is being able to serve people. Your reward is being able to help people. Your reward is being able to help people that need you most with your knowledge and with your you know, content, with your assets, with whatever you can do with your personal brand to help people. That is your reward. And that is what's taken me so long to know. TLDW, too long, didn't watch. I was wrong about a lot of things. And I'm sure there's more than five things I was wrong about, so I may do a couple more of these type of episodes throughout the year. Not all of those things were important. But what's more important for you is being able to look back on your past and the way that you thought and the opinions that you had and being able to understand that that was in the past and being able to move on. What's next? So what's next? Why not check out our dovideopodcast.com website where you can check out the show notes for my predictions of 2021 and we'll be able to laugh at them in like three months, six months, nine months or what have you, you know, because 2020 worked out brilliantly. But, you know, don't be afraid to see trying. <laughs> Make sure if you enjoy this podcast, check out um, um, the website that I just mentioned before, but also subscribe to us on your podcast catcher of choice for the Do Video Podcast by Zoe Wood. <laughs> I've been your video confidence coach. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. It did get a little bit emotional and a bit um, personal there in the middle, but that's okay. We're here now and I will see you guys next time. Check out the podcast. Bye.